Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Talk to the Hand podcast. So I'm really excited today, Beth, because this is the first story that you're going to lead on. And you've kept me in suspense as to who the, the subject matter is. So I tell know. me, who, who are we going to be speaking about today? Do you remember Monica Lewinsky? Who doesn't remember Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fantastic story. Yes. She was actually on my list of uh, candidates to go through, so yeah, you've managed well, to nip in there in front of me. Yeah, well, I think you're going you're gonna to like this. Some of the bits we will remember, um, and some of them, the information will be new to you. And I think, ooh, give you a little bit more insight into, into what happened. Fantastic. I can't wait to get started. Let's rewind to the 90s. So Monica Lewinsky was born on the 23rd of July 1973, Monica Samil Lewinsky. Uh, she was born in San Francisco and her father, Bernard Lewinsky, was an oncologist and his parents were German Jews who escaped from Nazi Germany. That in itself was news, mm, news absolutely. to me. I didn't and know that. Monica's mother, um, Marcia K. Velinsky, was an author who wrote under the name Marcia Lewis. Uh, Monica had a childhood unlike most, growing up in a Beverly Hills house that was worth 1.6 million. Wow, that back then that would have yes. been an absolute fortune. Yeah, and her family spent twenty thousand pound or twenty thousand dollars, sorry, on vacations, holidays, and five hundred dollars a month on clothes. Monica could spend. Wow. So I'm already jealous. as a child. As a child, her and her brother. Brother Michael, five hundred pounds, five hundred dollars a month on clothes and shoes. That's almost as much as you spend. <laughs> You're not funny. So Bernard and Marcia divorced in 1988. So Monica would have been about 15 years old. Tough on a 15 year old. The parents had divorced him. According to the divorce papers, it wasn't all rosy. Despite the luxurious lifestyle she was becoming accustomed to. It was reported that her father would curse at her mother whilst banishing the children from the dinner table, saying, we don't want your opinion. Yeah, I think as I look back to my own childhood, I think there would have been cursing and my opinion would not have been particularly welcomed either. So I don't think that's particularly unusual. Ways of doing it, though, isn't there? Yeah. Maybe it's the way it's delivered. Or the, the sensitivity. The, yeah. I mean, it would have been the mid-80s, you're right, you know, and like this, when you did have the arguments. What's quite funny, though, is that when the dad was being a bit of a dick, um, the mother would just go out on really expensive uh, shopping sprees. You sound a lot like her mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she'd buy the fur, well, maybe not the fur coats for me, but she'd buy the expensive clothes and uh, want some Mercedes. You're starting to sound a lot like the mother. And you're sounding a dick like the father. Lovely. (laughs) So... Monica was schooled in Bel Air and she graduated in 91. She then went to Santa Monica College and while she was there, she worked for the drama department of her old high school and in a tie shop. Then it starts to get a little bit interesting. In 1992, she started a five-year affair with Andy Bleur. He was her married former high school drama instructor. Was that Andy Blair? (laughs) Andy Blair. Okay. Married... Former high school drama instructor. Is that weird? Your drama teacher. For, is former, yeah. but he's married. I think it is a bit weird. I suppose 
it's a bit like the French president, isn't it? He his yeah, wife is, was his teacher or his tutor, mm. I think. Mm. Um, I think it's a bit strange. I don't think I don't think I'd be too happy when our kids grow up if they ended up with someone who used to teach them. I think yeah. I think it's fair to say I think that was a bit odd. But I'm thinking about the married thing. He was married. Mm. She had an affair for five years while he was married. It, it does start to bring questions on her character, I guess. Um, mm. I would also say she's young and yeah. he was the one with the commitment, not her. Yep, yep, definitely there is that. So in 95, 1995, she graduated from college with a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Using her family connections, she managed to secure an unpaid internship over the summer in the office of the White House, Chief of Staff Leon Bonetta. That was in July 95. Right. But by December, she had impressed them so much, she was offered a permanent position in the White House Office of Logistics Affairs in December 95. Colleagues are said to have thought of her as an upbeat person, but one who wasn't afraid to share details of her personal life. So a bit of a gossip. <laughs> See? Yeah, a bit of a gossip. About herself, by the sounds of it. Yeah. I don't think I know much about what we've talked about up until now, but we're moving on to the bit that you'll remember, okay? So that's all the... The background. The intro, the, ba- the background. Lewinsky has since stated that she had nine sexual encounters with President Bill Clinton in the Oval Office between November 95 and March 97. So according to her testimony, these involved sexual acts, but not sexual intercourse. Okay. So blowjobs then is what we're talking about. Yeah. So did you get the dates that I said? Because you didn't make a reaction. November 95 and then to March 97. So her first sexual encounter was a month after she was given a permanent position. Hmm, not sure. I wonder how she'd impressed. Was it the quality of her work that led to her being made permanent? Or was it the quality of something else? Yeah, her other important skills. So one month after she claims... That was the first encounter with the president, okay? It does feel a bit wrong. Now, there have been lots of things about Clinton being involved in sexual misconduct. When he was a state governor, an employee filed a lawsuit alleging that he had sexually harassed her. We've got him coming from the other side. He's not perfect. There's obviously a thing. And I didn't really I didn't really know about that until this research, that he was a bit before. Mm. So he was a bit promiscuous. Yeah, I think, I think I do remember that... Um... That allegation, I think, I think Monica Lewinsky was, wasn't she in somehow involved in that court case? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll talk about Lewinsky being quite forward in terms of her interest in Clinton, but should should he have resisted? She's definitely flirted with him. He's in the position he's in. Okay, he's got a a young, ambitious um, person working for him. He's the one that's got the power. You know, there's a little bit... I think it, it sounds like it was, to be blunt, put on a plate for him. I think he was in a position of power. In some ways, I would say yes, he's taken advantage of that. In other words, I would say it's difficult to know how, how people would react in this mm. situation. Well, I hope you would act differently <laughs> if that was in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Because there's the reports um, with the research I did. She was flirting with him. She'd show, you know, when thongs were more popular than they are now. When you'd see the top They're of the They're still thong. popular. <laughs> Pulling down the top of her trousers to reveal the top of her thong. Oh, okay. I mean, that is... That's not what you do to the, the president. Well, He's standing in front of you. It goes back to that point I made where I said it was put on a plate for him. Mm, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Her immediate boss 
moved her out of the White House. So obviously after that, that first month, moved her out and into the Pentagon because there was a feeling that she was spending too much time with Clinton. That's interesting. I wonder if Clinton had anything to do with that, whether it was an easy way of getting her out of the way. The temptation. Mm. Remove the temptation. Yeah. Or he got what he'd wanted and was ready to move on perhaps to to someone else. To someone else, got bored. Mm. Got bored because it was only that. So while she was at the uh, Pentagon with her new job, um, she was speaking to obviously her colleagues, uh, Linda Tripp, about her relationship with Clinton, and that colleague began secretly recording their telephone conversations oh, from like September that. to uh, September ninety-seven. I don't like that. that. That that's manipulative. Yep, so much. We remember she's got the impression that she's a bit of a gossip, so she does like to talk about herself and her conquests or whatever. But if I'm honest, she shouldn't have been telling anyone about whatever had gone mm. on with Clinton unless she wanted to make it official, official complaint and go through that side, in which case there's obviously proper channels. But it looks here as if she's gone there and she's then, oh, yeah, well, I've done this with Clinton. But, but is it out of manipulation or is it, as I'm starting to feel from, from the way the story's being told, that perhaps she was quite naive? She was a little mm. bit immature. Maybe. Well, and, and just, yeah, she didn't really see didn't, the harm in the sort of seriousness. saying. Yeah, the seriousness of what she'd done, yeah. And obviously this Linda Tripp recording their conversations. But it's obviously proof that it did carry on, mm. even though they've moved her to Pentagon, well, hoping it will go a lot away. I, of course, being yeah. the story that it is, I know yeah. where the story does end up going, but at the moment this doesn't prove it happened. It no, proved no. that Monica Lewinsky says it, it happened. happened. Yeah. When uh, the lady who raised the civil lawsuit against Clinton, yeah, from his time of governor, went mm. to court, she brought Lewinsky's name into it to show a pattern in Clinton's behaviour. That's right, I said earlier. Yes. Lewinsky didn't only deny any physical relationship with Clinton, she also tried to persuade Linda Tripp to lie under oath. So Linda Tripp, who she's told, oh, I've done this with Clinton or whatever, she's now telling Linda to keep quiet under mm. oath. But obviously we know she Linda had all these recordings on her and she gave the tapes to the independent counsel, Kenneth Starr. Wow, Star. this Linda trip sounds yeah, lovely, lovely, doesn't she? So the woman that Lewinsky thought of as a close friend had betrayed her by secretly taping hour after hour of her tearful telephone confidences about Clinton and later luring her to a lunch date where she was surrounded by FBI agents and lawyers for independent counsel Kenneth Starr. Given that we said she's quite immature and we know she's quite young, that must have been terrifying for her. Yeah, you sort of feel a bit sorry for her if there is that naivety at Mm. the beginning to suddenly be... She's just been talking to her colleague about things okay she, she went into details because of who it was maybe she shouldn't have done that but then she suddenly finds herself here and obviously she thought that linda trip was a friend mm-hmm. so anyway this linda trip okay also told agent lucianne goldberg about the tapes mm-hmm. and get this she told Lewinsky to save the gifts that clinton had given her during their relationship and to not dry clean the blue dress okay the famous stained, blue dress yeah with Clinton Seaman. So it was the literary agent that told her to keep all the gifts. I guess I'd always thought that Lewinsky was fairly strategic in keeping the dress. It does seem, however, that the idea wasn't hers. Now, of course, she still did keep the dress, but she'd been advised that by someone who was probably more experienced than her. Yeah. Um, interesting. But I have to say, when uh, okay, keeping the dress, because we, we know about the dress, because that comes up in a minute. But all the other gifts, again, Clinton, he's obviously, he's giving gifts now. Mm. It's not just 
a quick little five minutes in the office between meetings. Or five minutes? <laughs> Where would you get the idea that these things take five minutes? That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, um, or between phone calls to the British Prime Minister or whatever. Mm. Gifts, it's different. That's different. It's a whole, it's taking up it. Taking it up a notch. Well, at the start of the story, it sounded like she was flaunting herself at him. Yeah. The gifts make it feel more 50-50, I would say. Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, obviously, you've got Clinton still swearing under oath that he's never had sexual affairs. I have not (laughs) had sexual relations with that woman. You've been waiting to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a popular guy. He was the president and he was swearing under oath. You'd be inclined to think, oh, maybe actually he is telling the truth. Um, perhaps, but let's be honest, particularly given some recent events, we wouldn't always expect the American president to tell the truth. No, that is true, that is true. Maybe it goes with the job, maybe you're not supposed to. I think it goes with politics, doesn't it? So the news of the alleged affair broke in January 98, okay, so Mm. 95 was when she first started working there, she was then moved to the Pentagon and then stayed there until 97. So then a year later is when it all broke. Yeah. So news of the alleged affair broke in January 98, and Clinton then has a televised White House conference. I remember that. I did not have sex. Go on, say it again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. The media went nuts, as you can imagine. Lewinsky basically went into hiding, which again brings back that vulnerability. It's way more than she thought it was. Her lawyer, William uh, Ginsberg, said she's on the precipice. She's a mental wreck. Meanwhile, the five-year affair that she'd had when she was 18 became part of the story, you know, with the married oh, yes, the drama, drama teacher. teacher. Yeah. And that dirty little git then handed over a load of souvenirs, photographs and documents that Lewinsky had sent him and his wife during the time that she was in the White House. She gave these whoa, to whoa, Kenneth whoa. Starr, the independent counsel, I have a number of questions. Okay. So one, she was sending gifts to the drama teacher and the wife. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I thought so. And two, he's piped up out of the woodwork. Yep, one in a piece of it. So his wife obviously already knows about the affair he had with her and suddenly he's taking advantage of that to try and benefit his own end. that, That seems duplicitous at best. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But Clinton continued to strongly deny it all. However, he left himself a bit open with one comment where he'd said there is not a sexual relationship or improper sexual relationship or any other kind of improper relationship. He used the present tense, so it began to make people think, hang on, so it's not going on now, but it had actually happened previously. So he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, there, there is, is no, yeah. yeah, instead of there wasn't. Mm. Star then got... Sort of, just to clarify yeah. then, so right at this minute... <laughs> Monica Lewinsky isn't underneath this table right now as I give this interview. (laughs) Star then got the semen-stained blue dress. Mm. Lewinsky, he must have had a lot of storage space for everything the people were giving him. (laughs) He's got the souvenirs. (laughs) It sounds like they're throwing everything at poor Kenneth Star. Have it. He also got testimony from Lewinsky that Clinton had inserted a cigar into her vagina. Anyhow... Why do you have to go into that detail? So at this point, Clinton has changed tack. He stated that he did not have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. However, trying to cover up all the crap he previously stated, he denied committing perjury because according to Clinton, the legal definition of oral sex was not incomprised by sex. You're going to hate this bit, but he claimed that 
Because certain acts were performed on him, not by him, that meant that he did not engage in sexual relations. So because wow. he wasn't doing it. Yeah. Wow. So she was <laughs> conducting an affair of sorts with him, but he wasn't conducting an affair yeah. of sorts with her. Yes. Yeah. What do you think Hillary thought about that? She would have challenged that, that, that interpretation, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, that's what I thought. Unsurprisingly, Lewinsky disagreed with Clinton, claiming to have been passive in their liaisons, and both were called before a grand jury. Okay. So Clinton testified via video link, while Lewinsky testified in person. She's the braver one of the two. And she was granted transitional immunity by the Office of the Independent Counsel in exchange for her testimony. In his deposition for the Jones lawsuit, the uh, one previously, uh, Clinton denied having sexual relations with Lewinsky, but with the semen-stained blue dress as evidence, Starr said that Clinton's testimony was false and perjurious. Clinton was asked if he'd ever had sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky and then referred to a definition of the term. Yeah, we know that. He reviewed the definition and then denied having had sexual relations. He would later deny he'd ever had any contact with Lewinsky's genitalia, anus, groin, breast, inner thigh or buttocks and effectively claimed that the agreed upon definition of sexual relations included giving oral sex but excluded receiving oral sex. Fantastic. So she could give oral sex but he wasn't receiving it. Just time. to clarify. Yeah. Does that definition work in our relationship <laughs> or Absolutely not. <laughs> so it was all her. He didn't do anything. No, it sounds uh, poor little Mr. Clinton. Yes, you'd think so. Not. There was a 21-day trial, but he was acquitted, and as he did not get the required two-thirds majority vote from the senators, President Clinton was thereby acquitted of all charges and remained in office. So he was acquitted of it all because mm. of his definition. Or because of his political position. relationships. Yeah. So two months after that, President Clinton was held in civil contempt of court by Judge Susan Weber Wright for giving misleading testimony regarding his sexual relationship with Lewinsky and was and was also fined ninety thousand dollars. He did not appeal and blamed financial problems. Okay. Rather than the fact he'd lied. Yes. Yeah, definitely. He can't be seen to be lying. In two thousand and one his license to practice law was suspended for five years and later by the United States Supreme Court. Well, judging by his defence, I don't think I'd want him representing me anyway. It is true. It is true. Why? What have you done? <laughs> there was political impact which harmed the Clintons' party, but let's focus on Monica Lewinsky. I think I like her more, having heard some of the detail of the story, than I perhaps did. I probably unfairly labelled her as a bit of a gold digger. Mm. Um and while I don't think she's completely innocent in everything, I do feel that it's much more 50-50. They are two consenting adults, both of mm. whom were interested in having the relationship that they did. If you had to push up an opinion on who was most, in quotes, at fault, I would say it's probably Clinton because of his seniority and yeah. taking advantage of, of the situation. But really, I do feel it's a bit, a bit more 50-50 than perhaps I would have thought initially yeah and yeah she was obviously no angel but she doesn't seem to have been a bad person most people who worked with her or went to college with her were pretty complimentary about her on the whole and I think the political machine was in force to discredit her but she's gone on to to do well for herself and I feel kind of sort of good luck to her mm. I think you're right in the terms of 
Clinton had the power there. And when I said earlier about oh, being a bit of a gossip and telling her friend, she thought that was a close friend. Mm. If I was lucky enough to have an encounter with someone famous, I would also I would then tell my friend about it. Is That's this, what is, you this do. is this a no. pitch? <laughs> no, it's not like midnight confessions or anything <laughs> like that. No, but I'm just saying. So actually, if she did think she she was a a friend. Mm. You I, would you would say well while I think happened. while I think Clinton and Lewinsky I'm attributing fifty fifty Linda Trapp is an absolute cow yeah she's and you never really you don't like I didn't really know about her name no I, so I'd be interesting to see where she is now because it's mm. it's like yeah she caused a lot of the problem with that information instead of sort of saying to Monica oh okay well maybe that's just a one off. It's too dodgy just, to go back there. Just slight. She went, yeah. Just yeah, slight. Yeah. So Monica, so she became a bit of a celebrity. Um, you can imagine that she was probably one of the most talked about people on the planet. Um, she'd signed the immunity agreement, which limited how much she could say about the affair. Um, but she worked with Andrew Morton when he wrote Monica's story, biography, in which he did, she did talk about it. Um, she did a television interview, with, which was watched by 70 million Americans. She made about $1.5 million um, for the book and the show, but she had a lot of legal bills and high cost of living. So she wasn't not really sure whether she even broke even with all that money. Mm. There is a story that she declined to sign an autograph in 99, saying that she was known for something that's not so great to be known for. And it must have been hard for her to know how far to push that notoriety that she had got. Um, she did go on to BBC Saturday Night Live, a programme that had made 16 months of comedy out of the Clinton affair. So mm. she then went on it. She said she got through the difficult times by knitting and then began to sell ha- handbags, bearing her name, and the company seemed to do pretty well. But with her name on it, mm. are people buying it because it was... But her, is, she, is she then cash... Yeah, but then... She, I, mean, I mean, I guess she has got a name that is known. Mm. Probably not for great reasons, and I think... At the time, I don't remember women being particularly enamoured by her at that time. No. No, I think, no. I think the mood towards her has, has ju- eased yeah. off over the years. Yeah. But yeah. at that time, I don't think she was particularly popular. So no. I'm, to be honest, probably quite surprised she did put her name on them. But mm. pleased that they, mm. they ended up doing well. So in 2000, she began doing ads for Jenny Craig, where she got a million dollars to lose at least £40 in six months. She said she did want to go back to having a private life, but she needed the cash to settle her legal fees. So she's still paying off those mm. legal fees. Some of the private franchises objected to using her and kept with older adverts. The company ended the campaign halfway through and paid her only $300,000 of the $1 million. So that, that, goes, back, that yeah. goes back to the point I was making about not being so popular among yeah. certain, certain individuals. yeah. yeah. In late 2000, she worked for Channel 5 in the UK. The show was called Monica's Postcards, and she reported on things in America. And in 2002, she was no longer restricted by the terms of her um, immunity deal, and she took part in an HBO special, Monica in Black and White, where she answered questions from a studio audience. Very brave. Very brave, yeah. She hosted a reality TV dating programme, Mr Personality, in 2003, and reportedly got very high ratings. The same year, she appeared as a guest of Graham Norton in the UK and other shows around the world. So you can see with that time, she's sort of building herself mm. back up again and she's been quite honest. Mm. She needs the money. 
those legal fees, she she needs the money. And that high cost of living. And I and think it's always is, that yeah. thing where when you do have that notoriety, for whatever reason, your cost of living does increase. I guess things around your security of your house, for example, if you are potentially going to have people outside your house or yeah. the ability yeah. to write things on it, or, or you are going to need more mm. money to cover that. So yeah. I can understand yeah. that. I couldn't blame her for that. So in 2005, she moved to London to study social psychology for the London School of Economics. She went on to graduate with a Master's of Science degree. Then for the next decade, she went almost completely private. She lived in London, Los Angeles, New York and Portland, but couldn't get a job in marketing for non-profit organisations. She seems like a clever lady, so it's probably fair to say her reputation was the problem. A Master's degree. Fair play to her. Mm. She's obviously not silly, is she? No. In 2014, she did an essay for Vanity Fair magazine. It looks to me like it was some attempt at closure. She talked about the scandal and reiterated the relationship was mutual. She said Clinton did take advantage of her, but that she did regret what happened. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling that the truth is that they both took advantage of each other. I think that's right. And what I do like about her, though, is the ownership she's taken of it. Yes, completely. Despite her clearly being bright, there's an element of naivety there. And I get that mainly from her dealings with Linda Trapp, who's already said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think she seems a little naive without sort of sitting down with her and having that conversation directly. I it's know, difficult to I get know. to a final one, whether how much was manipulation and how much was naivety. But I certainly don't feel like she's the, the person no. I thought she was. No, she isn't. And I wonder how much, obviously, at the time when we remember it, because it was in our lifetimes, how much of it was because we were just reading what, we were told mm. the papers, the pictures, you know, the fact that Clinton was the president, and at that time you do believe them, you you assume that they're telling the truth, that the head of a country. And perhaps, um, yeah, and I think there's also the aspect of the media, particularly at that time, was largely male controlled, still is probably today, but even more so then. Mm. The narrative would have been spanning away that directed towards a, a girl who was making herself available, and yeah. that, you know. How could Clinton have, have done it. resisted yeah. The, yeah. The, the offer that she was making and putting on a plate for him? So I think I think there is an element of that as well. Mm. Later in 2014, um, Lewinsky became quite vocal about cyberbullying because I suppose they were the years where it really came, came mm. about, the cyberbullying, and obviously as a survivor of it, she wanted to help other victims. So she did various talks and interviews on the subject over the years that followed. And in August the 6th, 2019, it was announced that the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal would be the focus of the third season of the television series, American Crime Story. And what will the subject be? Uh, that would be her and Clinton. <laughs> you got it. I haven't watched it, but the reviews look quite good, by average. So that's the story of Monica Lewinsky. Jimmy, what do you think? It was good. I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, again, as I said earlier, my impression of Monica Lewinsky is different than it was before... You, you did the research yeah. and, and told, mm. told me more about the details of the story. I think before I'd always considered her to be someone who was out to take advantage and make the most out of a situation, whereas I think it was actually, it feels more like a situation that happened to her and then she reacted to it and tried mm. to adapt her life to that situation. So I, yeah. I definitely have more sympathy for her than, than I had before we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I found that when I was doing the research and obviously finding all that, and again, that, that order of events of how it happened, 
I know for me that I was sucked in too far at the time to believe exactly what they were saying. And obviously I didn't like Clinton at the time, but I thought that she was, like you said, about the gold digger, or she was mm. just doing it to get a higher profile or whatever. But actually looking at this, it's showing you, yeah, she was reactive to a situation, a bit of naivety on there, but look at what she's done since that. Gone away, come back, tried to sort of make a, put a positive spin mm. on her... You know what happened to her and she does look fantastic these days i think um mm. the pictures i saw of her i would say she she certainly looks more attractive now than she did when she was that that young lady in the white house so yeah i'm pleased you enjoyed it jimmy i did well done that was your, thank your you. first, My first first, first of many yes that's good thank you very much enjoyed it excellent so we'll be back next week thank you very much for listening uh, to the show today uh, please do press the subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at Talk to the Hand Pod, where the two is the number, not the word. Thank you very much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Until then, Talk, talk to, to the, the Hand. hand.